Hi there, my name is Gabriel. I am also known as the Finance Catalyst. I am a Christian, an entrepreneur, and the current host of the program FinTalks, where we talk about financial matters. On today's episode of my podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you 10 answers to the most common questions about money. You know, money is a very, it's a global subject. It's a global phenomenon. And um, many people want to always know what are the most common questions people ask about money. You know, it's very important um, to, to have an understanding of the ideology of money. Because money itself is a tool for creating wealth. You know, it's a tool for creating wealth. But how you use money or how you understand the concept of money it's very very important because with the understanding of the concept of money you can be able to channel your money wisely and make the right um, application of the principles and the tools that could help you channel your money in the right direction so on today's podcast on this episode i'm going to be sharing with you these questions and um, the first question i want to um, respond to is um, the question how bad is it if i don't pay off my credit every month someone can ask how bad could this be how detrimental could this be you know what i would say to you is that it's really bad because that's the truth you know you can you can ask people who who are into um debt financing they will tell you um if you don't pay your credits it affects your 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 credit score and that's the score that you get from um how 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 um frequent you you repay those loans that you've took you you've taken from the from the bank or from the credit institution you know whether it's a you are you are are taking out a loan or you are leasing a car or you're renting an apartment these are all pretty essential things for every human being but a bad credit can actually hinder you in many ways you know and credit collectors are basically trained to kick out um uh, kick up uh, your anxiety to, to sky levels so when you don't have the ability to um, to pay this credit frequently, it's, it results in panic, you know, in uh, anxiety. You are always worried about your debt, you know, and it's it's it becomes uh, this is the goal for every credit um, credit collector because they, they try to, to kick off your your anxiety levels to a a much higher degree. But when you pay your credit card debt every month, um, if if you you try to cut those cut down. Um, those debts in a reasonable amount where you have a structure you have a, a clear structure it helps you going forward to be to be very intentional about clearing your debts you know you know and that leads me to the point of you know making uh, or creating a revised payment plan you know you have to have a, a payment plan how do you intend to pay off these debts it's very very important because these things will help you uh, uh um, um reduce your stress levels you know when you know you have a repayment plan you have a plan it's very important to always have a plan and also to stick to that plan when you are repaying your debts because it's very very key you know to clearing your credit card debts credit is one of the the, the most um common things in uh, in in the financial environment you know where most people you see a lot of people get into loans get into you know taking all sort of loans but it's important that when you are doing this you must have a plan on how you 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 intend to to make the repayment you know and it's very it's it's, it's very key you know so um with respect to credit cards uh it's very important that you you spend time to analyze your credit score know how frequent you want to 
make um, your payments, clear your debts. And then the next thing you want to do is to make sure that every time you make your, 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 your repayment, there's a consistency. You know, there's a consistency. You maintain it. You, you don't just... You just don't, don't just give up at some point. You, you this month you make some payments, and next month you don't. No, you have to be consistent, and um, your intentionality about this is what helps you in clearing out this debt or clear, cutting off these debts. So that's very important for for you to pay attention to. So the second question I want to address here is the question: It says, what does a realistic budget look like? You know. I've talked about budgeting uh, in several other uh, episodes of, episodes of my podcast. You know, if you've not listened to the concept of budgeting, I would uh, indulge you to go back to those um, episodes and um, pay attention to the things I, I, I shared there because they are very, very important and they are very, very vital. You know, to your financial uh, health and your financial well-being. You know, so talking about a realistic budget. You know, is there anything more satisfying than uh, sitting at home on Friday night feasting? on uh, ramen noodles or working on your budget or literally anything is more appealing than than that you know when we get to understand the idea of budget you know budget is something that um you cannot do without when you are building your financial capacity you know it's important for you to to have a plan and a budget you know in this regard you know i i, I remember talking about um the 50 20 30 uh, structure of budgeting uh in my in one of my episodes of this podcast so uh, you you I, I won't share here but you have to go back and and listen to those um those uh, particular details because it's it's very very key and very very important for you you know to to be able to to make the necessary plans and uh, put the necessary structures in place when it comes to your budget you know so i, I talked about the 50 20 30 uh, plan uh, the, or you can also call it the 50 uh, 20 30 system of budgeting which helps you um to get uh, a more flexible way of allocating your your financial resources you know and also when it comes to the area of budgeting you need to give yourself an allowance you know this is actually one of the cardinal rules you know from from the area the concept of budget you know you need to give yourself an allowance always consider your your the future you how does your, your future look look like how does the future you looks like you need to consider those things you know when building a budget and when you are you when and when you are um inevitably uh, inevitably adjusting your budget you have to make sure that your future in, in the near future you are happy with your long-term and your short-term plans it's very very important to pay attention to this so um budgeting is something that you you have to um to be clear about and intentional about and a lot of people don't do this in in, in area of their finances when they get some sort of funds instead of them paying attention to like okay how am I going to allocate these funds? You see that um, at the end of the day, they don't have a clear systematic budget. And then they see uh, it gets to a point where they start spending even uh, the money in a way that they, they don't even know at the end of the month how it was allocated. You know, so it's the, with budget, it helps you to be more intentional about your financial resources, what, what you get, how do you spend it. 
and what are the things that you need to pay more attention or, or less attention to these are these are the things that the budgeting will help you with so i'll i'll indulge you to always stick to a budget whenever you are planning your financial um, um you are you are planning your finances or you are planning for your financial future always have a budget in mind whether for the short term or for the long term so moving on talking about um the third question i want to address here it says how much depth is too much depth you might want to ask how much depth is too much depth again it depends it depends you you cannot this question you cannot necessarily have the perfect answer to it it always depends you know for example student loans are one of one thing that you are you have maybe heard about you know they call it a good debt some people might call it a good debt uh, versus the uh, credit card debt or what um, often is called as a bad debt you know this is because interest rates on a student loan on a student loan debt is significantly less than uh, than the that of 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 uh, a bad debt which is the credit card debt you know because this is thought that um a student loan is something that is is geared towards getting a degree which would help you get a higher paying job unlike a credit card um uh, debt which uh keeps you um more for other things you know you take this debt for other other uh, um other related things like other expenses maybe it could be a car loan towards a car or towards a, a property real estate property or towards personal loans you know um this is a different kind of 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 debt in 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 uh in particular but um if you are still not sure you have to ask yourself uh, this question can you only make the minimum on your payments or are you skipping certain bills to pay off others you know are your cards maxed out like have you spent a lot on your cards that you've gone beyond the limit um i mean i'm precisely talking about your credit card are you living paycheck to paycheck you know these are questions you need to very to 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 ask yourself you know because they are very very important if you are maxed out on on your all your several uh, credit cards you have to come up with a dedicated plan how to pay them down to pay down all those um, clear those debts immediately you know you have to focus on paying off those cards with the highest interest first and then pick the remaining ones um, one at a time you know i talked about this uh, this this method you know it's it's, it's like an, a snowball um, uh, we normally call it the snowball effect you know it's more like an elimination method where you take the the credit with the highest interest rate um clear those ones first before focusing on the ones with the least interest rate you know in that way you are you are intentionally clearing off the debts that you have in stock so it's very important that um you don't accrue so much debt, you know, uh, in your in your um, your financial um, situation. Because when you have so much debt, it becomes difficult for you financially to focus on things that are more important. You know, debt is something that you have to be careful about. You don't just incur debts when you don't know the right tools or the right principles how to use it. You can use debt to your advantage, of course. Uh, there are a lot, like I said earlier in the course of this podcast, there, there are um, debt financing. People use debt to finance a whole lot of things and they make a good deal of, of profit from it. So it depends on how you understand the concept of debt. Uh, I'll be addressing that in a, in, a, in a separate episode. The idea of debt and of debt financing, how you can you can pay attention to this area and how you can use debt financing in a way um, it becomes um, important for you to achieve the things you want to achieve financially you know so number four the fourth question i want to address here is 
um, how much should I actually be spending on fun stuff? You might want to ask yourself, what are fun stuff? Fun stuff are things that um, you consider like something pleasant to you, something you just want to have fun with. How much is something that, that you just want to spend money on to relax, to take to relax yourself? You know, this question is very important to address because this largely depends on your lifestyle you know, and your location as well. You know, many financial experts actually re- recommend um, allotting 9 to 10% for your food costs and um once you have determined a number you try to hold yourself to it you know that's very important because um don't uh, especially for young uh, people that are just coming up financially it's always important not to try to live an exuberant lifestyle don't try to do things that someone who has, has spent 40 years trying to achieve these things are doing you know it's it's is where the sometimes the challenge comes when you're trying to um 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 keep up with the joneses let me just put it that way the concept of keeping up with the joneses trying to impress others at, at the detriment of your own self financially it's very important to be careful with this because you know um uh, when it comes to your financial um capacity financial growth is systematic it's it's intentional you have to it's a process it's not something you just you just acquire in one go you know it takes a, a, a step by step um, process by applying the review, reviewed principles and means. You know, it's very, very important to pay attention to this. You know, and um, talking about uh, allocating 9 to 10%, many financial experts talk about financial experts, they talk about this. You know, allocating 9 to 10% for your food costs. And once you have determined that you have to just stick to it, you know, um, and as for your fund budgets, we've come across so many different places of advice, uh, different pieces of advice, sorry. Um, and um, I, I've also read about uh, read that about thirty percent can be dedicated um, to things you want to you want but don't need. You know things um, uh, you actually want but necessarily is not something um, really that you will need at that at that point. But you just like it, you want it. You know, and uh, we also saw that ten percent touted as a um, as a fun magic number. Um, is something that people also pay attention to. So look over the over over your past year of of expenses. You know you have to look over your past year of of expenses to see what um you've spent on fun, i.e. your your clothing, your your makeup, your nights out, your you know getaway weekends. You know you have to evaluate those things. You know and um why evaluating those things? You have to build your fun budget with that that in mind. You know so when you when you're having such kind of plan, you have to know. Um, um, how your budget is going to look like, you know, what your form budget is going to look like, you know, it's it's really um, critical, you know, and um, paying attention to this helps you uh, structure your your form budget in such a way that you are consistent with it. Like I said, you don't have to, um, you have to think about the things that you normally do, maybe on a quarterly basis for form or on a monthly basis for fun depending on how your structure is but when you you know these things you then have to be um set out a fun budget in such a way that you don't you don't have a distortion it's always consistent you know if your fun budget for this month is like 500 um dollars or 500 euros the next thing you have to think about you don't have to start increasing that in the following month for any reason you have to just remain consistent because at the end of the day regardless if you if you if you try to 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 um make it up and down it's 
distorts your 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 allocation in your overall budget you know your overall budget when i mean your overall budget is like you have your fund budget that's just something for your um, normal um, ordinary expenses things that are necessary like i said things that you don't necessarily um um want but uh, something you don't necessarily need rather but you you just want to uh, have have it you know it's not necessarily that you need it but you just want to have it so pay attention to your fund budget make sure that um when you're making such plans you don't uh, distort the flow you know on the, whether whether you're doing it on a monthly basis or you're doing it on a uh, bi-weekly basis or you're doing it on a quarterly basis the most important thing is just to be consistent with what you're doing so moving on talking about uh the sixth question you know the question is how soon do i need to start saving for retirement i get a lot of this question a lot uh, people talk about their their saving plan for for retirement uh, what's the plan for that you know what i can say is as soon as you can it's you know as soon as you can you just have to start saving for your retirement it's called financial adulting you know it's uh it's it's very important you know i know because um i've seen people who did not pay attention to this earlier on their career and then um going forward it became a challenge you know um and so it's very important that's why you see sometimes people have these pension plans for those who are working for an employer you know or in the commercial sector they have this pension plan scheme that helps them to you know allocate some certain amount of funds to their pension plan in the sense that towards their uh, is geared towards a certain age of their retirement and then of course they get these this funds so it's very important to save for your retirement you know the more you accrue um this um and then of course they're compounding interest it helps you you know if your employer doesn't offer a a 401k or a similar model you have to consider allotting some of the your monthly savings to a personal retirement account i know most employers they do have this pension scheme plan that they do allocate but just prevention your employer doesn't have that um or maybe you are you are self-employed and you don't have that kind of structure then you need to start thinking about how you can um have an optional um, um a retirement account or a kind of a monthly service plan that that goes to your personal retirement account you know um it's very very important if uh, they also offer if your employer offers um other forms of um of um of um of uh, retirement plans it's important to also look at those things you know other retirement options could include um, the ira both uh Roth ira and the traditional ira options that are worth researching you know and if you are more advanced with your retirement savings or maybe uh, mutual funds or bonds and and more uh these are more uh things that are worth learning about you know um there's always an exception you know if you have high interest debts for example like those uh, pesky credit cards uh, like i addressed in question one then you need to focus on paying them first you know you need to focus on paying them first before getting sidetracked by thoughts on retirement because you cannot it's obvious you cannot just um, focus on saving for your retirement when you have debts all over the place so you have to focus on claiming those debts first and um, before you start thinking of how you can uh, uh, sidetrack um, um, your thoughts towards retirement the same goes if you have um, no emergency savings for additional tips you uh, I, I would share in other um other uh, episodes but when you you don't when you don't um uh, have 
uh, an emergency savings you don't have to focus on on uh, just saving for retirement because emergency funds i talked about it in several other episodes it's something you put aside in case of emergency something that you have to put aside just in case something um, urgent or something of an emergency comes up and you take those funds to be able to solve those uh, financial related uh, issues so um that's that's just it on the question number six so moving on question number seven how much money should i have in an emergency fund i just talk about emergency fund it's something you have to put aside for the cost of an emergency so someone is not asking how much money should you have in an emergency fund you know uh, what i would say is three to six months of your post-tax income seems to be uh, the consensus in uh, in financial circles you know six months is an ideal time frame but given the uh, given that most of us don't uh, have any emergency savings you are ahead of the curve if you make it half that far so you you ideally i would recommend you to have uh, a three to six months of post-tax income allocated to your um, um to your emergency fund so having such kind of structure could help because at the end of the day um you never know sometimes we have um some unforeseen circumstances you don't have to start waiting for the time that these things come around then you try to figure out how to um to clear those those uh, um those unforeseen um expenses so that's why um the emergency fund is so important because when you have that in place but uh, when it, whenever you have challenges um, financially that you need to sort out with urgent effects, you don't have to start thinking, oh, where am I going to get these funds from? Where am I going to get that funds from? from? No, you then have to focus on uh, your emergency fund, using the funds from your emergency fund to fix those challenges or those issues that you encounter. So moving on, number eight would be, how can I save enough to take a big trip once a year? Hmm people always talk about this you know how can you save enough to take a big trip once a year um by setting up a, a separate savings account just for that trip is very very key so if you are planning to take a trip once a year you know some people don't like the idea of having trips uh, on a regular like maybe once in three months once every month or once every quarter yeah, some people that just prefer oh I, will, I just want to embark on a very nice trip once a year so what you just need to do in that regard then is to have a separate savings account for that particular trip you know you just have to have an idea of what's the budget for the trip what um what are the things that you want to uh, do in the course of the trip or, or if it involves your flight ticket um some other additional expenses your hotel bills you know you just have to factor those things into account and place it in a realistic budget and then you have to have a separate account um uh, when i mean a separate account a separate savings account just for that trip you know and what you can do that that i could also give you as a tip that will help you you know each week you can make a recurring transfer out of your phone your phone money you know i talked about your phone mo- uh, budget where you had to your phone budget where you have to put things that um you this is really would do for fun you know so maybe every week as you get funds you can just 
transfer is a particular portion like you can make a, a direct mandate from your bank account or recurring transfer on a, a, every you could you could do it bi-weekly you could do it on a month by um, um uh, on a monthly basis just depending on how flexible it is for you or how comfortable it is it is for you you can do that um make a recurring transfer out of your fund money allotment into your account you know and you can watch it add up you know you should also consider uh, you could also consider um, areas where you can cut um, back to achieve your goal you know if you um are, are looking at some things that you feel that oh i don't necessarily need to be doing this those funds that you are going to be allocating to those things you can easily reduce it or just even take it out from there and allocate it from your fund budget to your um to your budget for the trip you don't it's not every time necessarily you need to have fun i mean financially but there are other things you could do that you could have fun with that is necessarily um, um, key and important uh, to you. So, um, um, having said said that, um, uh, that takes me to um, the next question. The next question is number nine. It says, "I already cut corners with my budgets, skipping the latest packing lunch. These are examples, and it's still not enough. What now? What should I do?" hmm this is important um you know simply cutting your <laughs> your avocado toast out of your budget is not going to magically put your put you into a mortgage ready position you know like um avocado toast is not a significant amount you will say you know it doesn't necessarily put you in um in a, into a, a mortgage ready position but nice nice try selling that one you know it's important that um uh, for example your expenses might just be too high for your income sometimes people tend to um spend so much money on expenses that are not necessarily um they're not necessarily important
important. So you need to understand that your income has to be measured up to your expenses. Don't try to overspend, you know, try to spend more than you earn. This is very, very important for you to pay attention to. So when making uh, analysis or trying to understand how things you operate with your um, expenses, you have to make sure that your expenses matches up with your income. When your expenses are more than your income, it becomes a problem financially. So this is something you need to pay attention to. So moving on, number 10, um, the 10th 10, the question. It says, I am, I am moving in with my partner. How do we divide up our finances? <laughs> this particular question, it's, um, it's overly, uh, it's a subject, it's a, it's a particular area that is very, very critical. It's very, very important to pay close attention to. You know, um, uh, moving in and splitting expenses sounds like it could give a lot of peace of mind, but it can end up being quite the opposite, you know. You know, typically, um, you shouldn't share accounts um, with your partner if you are not legally tied together or you are not legally married. Yeah, it's not um, It's not something you should uh, consider. I would not recommend that. You know, the reason is because um, your partner might have much higher debts than you are. And when you have that kind of situation or you are in that kind of situation, sharing it, um, a, a single account can be um, an issue. It could be a, a major problem. So it's important um, when it comes to the areas of your finances, and you have to be very um, deliberate and intentional about how you handle those things, you know. But um, when you are legally married, you have a partner, um, um uh, what you guys should also try to consider is um, uh, when it comes to the rent and the household expenses, how do you split this? You know, splitting everything equally certainly seems like the idea, the, the, the idea thing to do. But we all know how much more complicated relationships are when it comes to money. You know, money issues in relationships can be very, very com- complex and a, com- a complicated subject to deal with. So, um I would recommend not holding yourself to a, to standards based of, based off of what you think people should do. No, come up with rules, come up with standards that are comfortable for the both of you. That is very very important. Um, just very not quite so long. I was reading um um, uh, um the rich dad poor dad again, and um, um the author was was sharing something very very important when it comes to the area of finance finances and um the 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 home with the partners you know he could come up with a structure for example where you have three different accounts one personal account for the man one personal account for the woman and then of course uh, a person uh, a general account for, for all the expense related um items you know in the home you could have this structure but the most important is also to have something that works both uh, works best for the both of you that's very important and that's very critical to your financial well-being so having said all this i hope you were able to get um, as much information on all the 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 questions that were raised you know on the 10 um, main common question most people ask about money i believe this particular episode was very um insightful and helpful to you um if you've not yet subscribed to this podcast i will indulge you to to keep um to do so and also keep glued to this um podcast because um there are several other 
topics we talk about that are very very important and insightful and also geared towards your financial awareness and your financial well-being so until i see you again in my next episode i want you to stay always financially healthy financially healthy stay financially safe and um i'll see you again on my next episode cheers